how do I feel about any other podcast? Well, it's pod my cup of tea. Hiya gang, how's it going? Welcome back to the entertainment format for people who are too pretty for television. To give everyone a heads up, I recently heard Mel Gedroyt use the word gang on a Taskmaster episode, and I have got to tell you, I am on the hype of it. So I've really got to apologise to you all, gang, as I will be overusing this term in the episodes to come. Thanks for joining us back on the Dodcast. There are two kinds of people in this world, starring me, your host, Kirsty Gledhill. Each week we get on a new exciting guest and me and that guest debate on a topic on which we have a different opinion. Joining me this week is the one, well, not one, it's it's Stephen Paynes, it's it's Stephen Paynes. And we're going to be discussing the extraterrestrial. Don't forget to follow our social medias at at the underscore dod underscore cast on Twitter and Instagram. There are two kinds of people in this world on Facebook and email us at thedogcast2 at gmail.com. Please do drop us an email if you want to be on the podcast, guys. We want to get as many people involved as possible, and I am running out of friends fast. Coming up on the podcast today, we learn about some of the true struggles out there. Imagine having a list and being called Stephen Paints. It's it's a cruel fate. We finally gotten in an expert on a topic. I have very limited knowledge on almost everything I talk about. I've just put those numbers out of my ass, so who knows what they are. Again, viewers, listeners, whatever, I don't really know what I'm on about. And Stephen turns out to be a really great guy. Obviously, stuff like murder definitely should be illegal. You know, you can test me on that one in a few years and I'll stand by you. But all that is enough from me, gang. So pop in the passenger seat, buckle up, and strap in for the Dogcast. It's time here to opposing viewpoints. I'm putting varying levels of passion. With all this fun being brought to you in a good old podcast fashion. You might think it's up to you to choose who is best. Everyone, welcome, Mr. Stephen Paynes, to the Dodcast. Stephen. Yes, the first, Hello. the first person to cheer themselves. I think. If you don't cheer yourself, who will? Friends, if you have them. <laughs> okay, <know> so um, <laughs> Stephen, can you can you briefly introduce yourself to the listeners? I've known Kirsty for a long time. I actually, I was thinking about this the other day. I think you might be my second oldest friend. Really? Kirstie, which, uh, yeah, I think Amy is the oldest, but I think that you, I've known you the second longest of my life. That's incredible. Yeah, the good old days. I know, cool, isn't it? You used to play volleyball together. We did. You had a weird obsession with Phineas and Ferb, which really stinted our puberty, I feel. <laughs> it did. <laughs> we, we did at times walk through the corridors of our high school sheltering all hail norm or something like that i remember this i can't remember exactly what we said but there's a, there's a robot in phineas and ferb called norm and we we pay yeah. tribute to the man 
in in public places. The flashbacks. <laughs> they they wake me up at night. Yeah. They are scarring. They are scarring. Do I sound clearer to you, by the way, like the normal, or does it not really make a difference? <laughs> are you asking me to compare you to like in person or like prior group chats? Pri- prior prior group chats. I want you to exactly recall what I sounded like then. <laughs> okay, hang on. Sort of play it alongside okay, can... what I sound like now. I'll say soothing things like. Okay. Benjamin. Oh. Serengeti. Benjamin. <laughs> oh, what the fuck's Serengeti? Lycra. I really run out of. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Benjamin, Serengeti, Lycra. Wait, what a weird mind you have. Um, I, I'd say you sound more clear. Yeah. Okay, Stephen. Yeah, just just on that. Say three words. Say the first three words that you think of. Jumanji, teriyaki, <laughs> slice. Okay, so I would not say that Benjamin Serengeti Lycra is any worse <laughs> than Jumanji, teriyaki, and slice. Yeah. I feel like that's a whole other podcast that you could just unpick that's what the really hell is game. going on in our minds there. That's, that, honestly, that's a fantastic concept. Write that down. Just get people to come on, say three words. To be fair, if if anyone doesn't know what their topic should be, we should just do that and then just (laughs) unpick whatever's going on in the brains to to cause those responses. (laughs) Anyway, so you you were saying the most important information about you, which is that you've known me a long time and I'm a friend. I think that's important for everyone to know is that I'm his friend. I've I've got friends. So Stephen, if you continue, what what else would you say about yourself? Um, yeah, uh, I yeah, I don't know. Doing a master's in sustainability. No one cares like, about that. Yeah, I know. But you asked what I do, and honestly, not much. <laughs> I, um, and I, I like debating and flip flopping. I feel like that will come up because what we're going to talk about. I feel like it might actually break the podcast format because I don't really take either side. I just think it's interesting. Stephen is very, very fun to debate with because he can just fight for any corner and he's like, oh, yeah, good point. And I like it when people say I have a good point because sometimes I think I do have a good point, you know? I think that's a solid point right there, actually. I'll <laughs> Thank give you, that one. Stephen. But yeah, no, I'd, I'd give the same to you. I, I remember back in the day uh, discussing with you various things. The big one stands out is... Um, you know, because in the veganism review, I know you did one on that last week, so we won't get too much into it, but like, just because I was thinking about it and you were really open to hearing about the meat either side, I was like, damn, Kirsty, good on you for not just berating me for loving a good steak. Oh, thanks, Stevie P. You Shall we end it there? This is wholesome. Let's end it. <laughs> I think it's gonna. It's only going to go downhill from here. <laughs> we might as well just... <laughs> Should we discuss what we're what we're here to discuss? I think that's a good idea. So, Stephen, can you tell me what you were burning to talk about today? Like like a urinary tract infection. <laughs> um, I aliens. We want. We're going to talk about some alien related mm. hijinks. Amen. In, in particular, I guess the the ethical considerations of space exploration and alien communication and contacts and just. We're so busy thinking about whether we could. Like, have we thought about whether we should, you know? Firstly, you should have your own TV show. Secondly, um, (laughs) (laughs) incredible. So I believe that both of us are pretty nonplussed either way on this topic. Although you did say you had a minor preference, didn't you? Didn't you say you... Um, you are you on the side of exploring? I don't want to pick a side because I'd, I'd like to talk about both sides. You'd like to pick I'd, I'd happily, I'd happily cement more in one of them. But, you know, I, I will 
argue against myself. You don't need to be here, Kirsty. Yeah, so I, I'm the saying. I'm the umpire <laughs> in this podcast. Essentially, I'm I'm making sure that Stephen stays safe. He doesn't hurt himself. He, he doesn't get too aggressive with his arguments. I'm I'm sort of here to mediate, and I'll be sort of fighting one side to to keep up with the format of the podcast. But as we said in the intro, it's abandonable. But what about you? Have you you got a preferred size? So I honestly had not thought about this until you messaged about it the other day. And I've been thinking about it quite a lot since. And I cannot decide a side because, as I said in the the vegan episode, I I have a part of me thinks that humans just should be pegged down a bit, you know? Like, we, we we shouldn't think so much of ourselves. And I think part of me's like, Oh, do you know what? It'd be rather lovely if someone just came along, blew us up, and we were just like, oh, we didn't see that coming. Well, yes, maybe you would have done if you weren't so far up your own arses. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so the, I think... I, I think, actually agree with that sentiment. I think that, yeah, destruction of the human race would be a, a very just and ironic conclusion. I think almost funny. That's definitely so, yeah. Okay, okay. Dark humour, dark but, humour for Potentially sure. a controversial opinion. Don't write in with regards to that one. But um, if we, if we, anyways, moving on. So the idea is that Stephen, although we're both sort of flitting, it's basically just going to be a discussion about it, but Stephen is going to be fighting the side of that. We should keep exploring uh, and trying to find extraterrestrial life, uh, intelligent life on other planets other than our own. And I will be fighting the side of... No, that is foolish. And here it begins. Uh, am I beginning? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, well, Kirsty, what a ridiculous statement. Uh, of course we should explore space. It's the next step in human development, isn't it? What, what is your like stance on aliens and alien life forms? So I haven't looked into it a great deal. I'm hoping to learn a lot this podcast. So I would like to put a caveat got, in at the I've start. I've got bad news for you. <laughs> I've not really learned anything no, from like Stephen your, thus far in our friendship, but um, I'm hoping to today. <laughs> so at this point in time, without a fully formed opinion, I uh, Stephen mentioned to me the other day that there was this sort of sphere of people who thought that it isn't good to explore and try and find life on other planets because if we give them a roadmap so sort of so a lot of a lot of the communication that's been done in the past or maybe not a lot i don't even know how much has been done but i know of one so nasa in like the 70s or something sent up voyager and they along with it they sent these maps that were sort of like a roadmap to our planet that we hope that if there's intelligent life out there they would be able to understand the symbols figure out what they meant and get to earth and there are people out there who think that this is not a good thing because if we give other intelligent life a roadmap to our planet, it is very probabilistic that that could go very wrong for us. As in, so if there, if there is intelligent life out there, they're like, oh, hey, we found some others. We kind of don't want them trespassing on our ship. We're going to blow them up. And... It seems like so, a good so, point so to you, me. So you do believe in aliens, an alien life form, and the presence of other sentient beings in our world, or just like microorganisms type thing? I honestly... So to be fair, if I'd, if I'd looked into this more, maybe I would have a different opinion, but I literally do not know enough to rule it out. There is no, there is nothing that I know that would rule out the possibility of a presence of aliens. I think from, from when I was a kid, I always thought, like, could well be a thing. Mm. No, I'm in the same boat. I think... 
I think apologies to your viewers if they don't show this, but I think it's foolish to not believe in them. But with the vastness of the universe, the ever expanding unknown, to think we're the only life forms is just so Naive. human. It, it's why it's why we all deserve to be blown up by aliens. As I said earlier, yes, would be lovely. Uh, so the, the NASA thing you mentioned there, is that the one in 1974, like the Yavasibo? 1977, uh, okay. Voyager 1 and 2. So what's the one you're referring to? So in four, I think it was called the Arecibo message or something like that. Um, and it was essentially loads of codes, like loads of binary code that got shot into this, or transmitted is probably a better term, into this cluster of stars, which I've forgotten the name of, but it's like a, loads of them together. So we you know, anticipate if there is some kind of life form, this would be, there's a strong presence for them to be here. So firstly, we're assuming that these alien life forms understand binary, which isn't the dumbest thing in the world to presume. Like, we've got to communicate with them somehow, don't we? Yeah. So why not use mathematics, which is universal? You know, you might have your own counting mechanisms, but maths is maths. That doesn't stop. In theory, there should be some sort of map between whatever notion of counting you've decided to develop in one place to whatever notion of counting someone's decided to develop in another place. At some point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I, you know, I should preface this whole discussion with, I have very limited knowledge on almost everything I talk about. <laughs> but Cannot stress that point enough. I think I can talk about it. Yeah, really. If someone, if one of the listeners has an actual knowledge on this, please don't berate me because I don't have my facts correct. I, I would but, berate him. I would encourage to berate him. It's S-T-E-V-E-N-P-A-N-E-S. Stephen yeah. Payne's on Facebook. Hate mail. Anyways, continue, Stephen. Oh, I have never received hate mail. I'd love that, actually. What, what, what a stance of power that would be. Um, no, 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 no. I, sorry. Uh, Are you just so lonely that any contact is just a positive thing at this point? <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, so I, 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 in my limited understanding of binary and mathematics and aliens, I presume that we've sent that with an understanding, or at least a hope that if they, they can translate it and possibly have a way to actually translate the binary and receive the images sent to them. Mm. But the images sent to them and the, the coding, like what they represent is absolute nonsense, right? You show that to me, I don't have a clue what it means. You know, it's very, not even hieroglyph-like, not even caveman-like. It's, it's a few pixels which are meant to represent civilization on Earth. But it looks like a goddamn ball like breaker game where you go and hit the bricks and go up. Yeah. So, and I look and I'm thinking, say an alien receives that. Say an alien gets that, does all the binary, you know, this is a genius race, more advanced than we are, and they look at it. What are they thinking there? Like, what information do we actually expect them to take from that? And you know what? This was 1974 again. So it's like, I'm being very, what an amazing accomplishment, you know, that that's crazy yeah. that they did that. But like, what are we going to achieve from that being out there? Just some random pictures of pixels going to a race that we don't understand anything about. What do you think I the hope is? Positive. So, yeah, yeah, I'm arguing for space, right? The hope is the development of technology. You know, it's not having communication with aliens, having some kind of contact, having proof that there are life forms in the universe. I mean, just the proof that they exist at all is absolutely insane. That would do so much. Just knowing we're not alone, it would change, I presume, it would change how we have an outlook on Earth in turn, on living and mm. space exploration especially because knowing we're not alone changes the dynamic of 
everything even though it kind of doesn't because we can't do much with our technology now yeah so i think that a we're looking for proof and b we're hoping that we can get in contact with another you know life form and learn from each other's species and learn new technologies learn new things about you know chemistry about particles and elements that we don't yeah. even can't fathom so it's a bit it's a bit like what people say about just the, the benefits of diversity within humans Right, like the the, mm. the reason why. So some people are more oriented to the fact that you should stay with your own and you should be in a in a closed sort of system. But but mo- or maybe not most, but a lot of people are very of the opinion that it's good to have a wide diversity of humans around and about because you can learn from different cultures, you can learn from different experiences. And that's essentially what we're saying with aliens, right? Like there might be something out there that we could learn about, uh, that, that we can learn about from them and we can incorporate them into our lives mm. that is beneficial to both them and us. Yeah, and I think that putting it in perspective of people is really like fantastic because when you put it like that and you know have the diversity and you know combining cultures and learning from each other it's really hard to hear those things and say uh we shouldn't do that you know because that that's fucked up essentially of course we should do that it's right but these are humans living on earth these are people that we have a connection with just from a biological standpoint these are people that also have a like a stakehold in in the earth if the earth dies they die with it if things aren't done to protect where Mm. they're living they face consequences if we get in contact with an alien life form who's technologically advanced enough to come to us to communicate with us to track down where these you know numbers and coding come from what on earth is stopping them from just steamrolling our planet taking us all over you know yeah when we look at current sorry i don't I could ramble. Please interrupt. <laughs> no, so so right. I want to hear what you were going to say in a second. But what I was going to say in response to that. So we we may have switched sides here. I'm not really sure what's going on. But um, if flip floppers, when we're flip floppers, we're, 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 we're flip floppers. When you like talk about because we we don't know what's going on, they could just come and steamroll our planet. This is essentially just an extension of all prejudice, right? And But the thing is that it's not necessarily ill-founded. So the first time, it, it's natural to, if you completely do not know or recognise something, to be wary of it and to think that maybe it won't think the same as you do and it might... Uh, encroach or it might sort of take over or it, it might kill you like that these are these are natural worries but it is just an extension of human prejudices so so for instance if all you've seen or all, all, all your life are people of one nationality and then you see someone of another nationality like people are scared initially people would have been scared and and you know now now it's people travel all across the world and it's very different but right back in the day if you see someone who looks very depends where you are it does very much um yeah anyways we're not gonna get into that but um (laughs) but, (laughs) but initially the first time you see someone who looks very different to you it is natural to be scared because it's not something you recognise. Now, this is this is essentially the same thing with aliens, right? And so with humans, we've we've found that this is ill ill founded in that all, all humans think the same. But this is this is a step further because we don't know how the brains of aliens work. So if we were to find life form on another planet, we wouldn't know that they think about things in the same way that they necessarily have empathy or or compassion or or these sorts of feelings, which is essentially what we'd need them to have in order for it to be beneficial. 
right? Exactly, yeah. And, you know, um, like you said there, like, we have fear of essentially the unknown. You know, people from different countries we are scared of when we first meet. These are aliens who could be made out of completely different, like, biological format. You know, I've, oh, I've really forgotten what the um, what the thing is now, but I think there's a very good chance, given the like biological like build up a lot of life forms, there's a good chance that aliens are silicon based life form when we find them, right. and not made out of like carbon and crap like we are. So just imagine how scary that would be for the first time. Yeah, I, I would be shitting myself if I yeah. was an alien. I would be thinking. I'm. I, I'd naturally enter fight or flight. I know I would. Definitely. Because I'm not going to say, "You're right, mate. Let's go have a pint." That's not. That's not the human instinct there. Or maybe it is and, for yeah, some. Aliens will have. But those are war. probably the people that got killed when they asked uh, <laughs> like someone with a knife right next to them. What do you want a pint, mate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say, and you actually came very close to like touching it, is that. If we ignore alien communication and look mm-hmm. at our space exploration ventures and look at what we're doing, you know, going to the moon, going to Mars, trying to find water, trying to find habitable places because we need to colonize. That's because Earth population, you know, we have a max limit with the resources we have. We, there's a limit on the population we have. So we have a need, which is, you know, I'm now saying why we do need space exploration, but we have a need to go and colonize other planets. Aliens sure as shit have that need to, right? they're out there and they've got technology to understand our communications we have just said to them hey guys there's some planets this way yeah yeah you know yeah so i guess it's just i don't really we've got so much to do to advance ourselves and we've got so much to do to actually if we're serious about you know colonizing other planets let's shut the fuck up for a bit yeah and not bring attention to ourselves yeah the basically the the point of space exploration for us is that we're currently like killing the planet that we live on and we need sort of places to disperse to to sort of in the in the end sort of maybe populate other places as well like branch out different colonies is that is that sort of what you're saying yeah there's a lot of different disputes on what the actual like carrying capacity of earth is Mm. but around like the 10 billion 11 billion mark that's when shit really gets real right that's when the fresh water can't house it that's when the per capita carbon dioxide like emissions and stuff get to the point where i mean we're already like kind of fucked there's no secret about that once we reach this point and with the rate of growth that the population is having we we are rapidly coming to and it, uh, it's really tricky at that point isn't it because so so a lot of people frown on sort of the 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 ban in china of only having one child or whatever but but i mean mm. at a point if we just keep reproducing as we are there's going to be a very a fairly quick big decline in mm. the way that we're able to live our lives and and how that the health of the planet essentially so we need some solution to this and i guess that's maybe one of the reasons why space so obviously just to learn and and know about other cultures but space exploration is almost necessary to try and find a habitat that we can occupy yeah so this is like one of the other main arguments i have against this space exploration and alien communication and it's because space exploration colonizing other planets communicating with aliens it's it's sexy right everything about that is sexy mm. we're like damn sounds yes, appealing that's a feat of human accomplishment sounds yeah. good doesn't it right it's like look at us fucking go we colonized mars we landed on the moon we've got 10 percent of the global population in poverty we've no, got yeah. you know underdeveloped countries having you know 
they are the massive overpopulation. But some issues. of us have seven pools. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's so much sexier to say, let's colonize Mars than to say, let's educate people in less economically developed countries yeah. and solve population this way. But, you know, we if with a transfer of finances, and it's not as simple as just, you know, moving it from SpaceX down to Zambia and suddenly the world's solved. I know it's not that simple, obviously, but, you know, it's much more newsworthy of a headline to go to Mars. It, people love that shit. It gets, you know, people invested in it. You know, it's cool. It's exciting. I love it seeing headlines where we've done a feat and gone to a different planet or discovered something new. Definitely. Like space space is, is like a dream. I feel, I feel like everyone, even if you're not like into science or whatever, but a lot of people like look up into the sky when the stars are there and be like, damn, like that's beautiful or like mm. think of the universe as a bit of a mystery and that's n- it's cool that there's like so much out there that we don't know and it's amazing to like know that us as humans could uncover a little bit of that knowledge that we just thought was just a mystery like it's crazy to think that we can learn something about something that's a distance away that is just incomprehensible to most of us yes so i was reading about you know places that we've found instances where we think there could be habitable life so where essentially there are stars similar to the sun and we found traces of like hydrogen and something else by analyzing like i don't know what that this is crazy it, it's beyond me it's, it's an incredible feat of science it really is that, that's that's what this whole thing comes under is why it's so cool because it's about 100 million light years away now as soon as you start recording things in light years that's so incredible and just so incomprehensible yeah. to someone like me. You can, well, no, I think for, for any about. of us, even when someone says like 100,000 miles or something, it, it it's almost something that I can't quite understand because... I've not been that distance. Like, do you know, like if I if someone's like, oh, I'm a couple of miles away, I'm like, okay, I could run a couple of miles. I'm with you. I know where you are. But if some, but if someone says something like huge unit, you just stop. It's like the same with money. Yeah. I experience this with money a lot. Like, one, if someone says like, oh, that cost me five hundred pounds, I'll be like, holy crap, you spent five hundred pounds on something. But mm. if someone says like five hundred pounds, and then someone says a thousand pounds, and then someone says a million pounds and someone says a billion pounds i think the difference for me between like a hundred thousand and a billion doesn't really exist so much like it's all just too big a sum of money for me to really understand no it's so unnecessary to my life to even begin to fathom it yeah exactly <laughs> i think that's what it comes down to for me yeah it's like oh a two pound coin my day is made yeah you know? exactly because <laughs> i think we, you know it's just it's the vastness of everything which is what gives it such a appeal and such a cool thing but then i'm thinking well so much of our oceans we haven't explored Mm. like at all right and i doubt we can find as many like technological breakthroughs as we could if we did find an alien planet or you know found some new resource elsewhere but what is down in the depths you know that's on our planet this is here the fish down there are probably more alien than any aliens we're gonna find in the near universe i I think i think this is a good point because although like maybe maybe from like a expanding population point of view it's really important to investigate other possible life forms for now i think it's also yeah a really good point that we don't actually know everything there is to know about our world like at all like there's so much sort of like intercultural development that still has to be done even within the humans on earth and then like you say there's the oceans there's Mm. the deserts there's all these extreme places that we haven't really explored and then there's a question of should we explore them and it sort of pertains to the same issue right 
there's an advantage to us for exploring. There could also be a big negative to us if they sort of if if whatever we find is not receptive to us as a, as a as a population. And there's also ne- possible negatives for whoever we discover. We we are essentially invading. Although it's sort of in a well, hopefully intended in a friendly way, we will change massively. If we find anything, we would massively change its life. Yeah, because we're exploring for knowledge. We're exploring pain something. And when things come in our way, we've then got to decide what we do. And I don't guarantee that we're just going to sit back. Now, you know, we don't have spaceships that can fly over and fight them, but if we did, it'd be different. But uh, you, you touched on it there. Um, you know, we've got more developing to do as Earth. We're not uniformed in any sense of the word. So mm. what happens if we do find alien life forms and communicate with them? Who who decides what to say? Who speaks on behalf of Earth? Right? Mm. Does Elon Musk now just speak for everyone if he finds a an alien first it's it's weird. And i don't know that there, there might be stuff set up to like counter this again viewers listeners whatever i don't really know what i'm on about <laughs> please feel free to like chime in and, and correct us definitely but i can't remember what you're saying oh elon They're musk not... yeah it's a weird thing to think that like i remember when i when i learned that there wasn't sort of a universal right and wrong it was very weird like there's no actual police in the world that sort of is the like morally correct law like i found that very strange that uh, when i when i learned and i feel like i only figured this out really recently but that like everyone's just following these laws that are decided by these posh people in big buildings uh, or not necessarily posh people but people who have you know worked their way to the top or, or whatever that they've gotten there and they're in these but they're making the decision at the end of the day someone is making the decision for like the world and that is a very weird thought it's a terrifying thought, mm. is what it is. And, you know, we've seen so many instances of it, and it's hard to discuss this without giving away my political ideologies. But, like, you know, you've got, like, the all the kill the bill protests that are going on recently. That's a very good example of it. That's so I scary. Think... That is that is the most terrifying thing that I recall yeah. happening in this well, country. You know, sorry, you remember what I said I wasn't going to get into political ideologies? Just did. Like, d- d- drug illegalisation and stuff, like, you know, I'd see the benefits of it and stuff. But, again, you know, that's someone who's just decided this plant is now illegal. And now you've got people in jail for selling stuff like that. But it all comes down to, like, obviously stuff like murder definitely should be illegal. You know, you can test me on that one in a few years and I'll stand by it, okay? Yeah. But there are so many things which are just like, you know, as you said, it's just a rich person in a big building. I mean, I feel like this is a whole different podcast. But yeah, you're, that is a completely different topic. But, you know, it comes down to aliens. You know, who do we trust who do we trust to make this decision to communicate with yeah and i actually looked up and there was a study and majority of people said that i think like 34 percent of people said that um it should be like scientists and stuff and only like 10 percent said politicians thank fuck I don't, I don't know what the rest of the percentages were saying um and i may i've just put those numbers out of my ass so who knows what they are but yeah there's a consensus that it should be scientists which is great but then like, what are we going to then communicate with these aliens? How do we go about that relationship to actually benefit us? And how do we show that we are worthwhile this communication when we've got wars going on, we've got racism going on, we've got all these issues on our planet, we've got people dying. And then this person goes, hi, I'm from NASA. We work in America. They're like, you what's can America? trust us. country on Earth. And they're like, what's Earth? And we're like, it's a planet. And they're like, oh, you've got multiple countries. You're not just 
one you don't just believe in the greater good and we're like oh no we've got a whole heap of issues we do yeah but come over here and make friends we'll we'll almost certainly alienate you literally the word that we give to you is used to describe how segregation happens (laughs) like this is (laughs) i feel like yeah i realize this is a podcast but um for for the listeners when curtis said alienate uh, i shot out some gun fingers finger guns yeah Yeah. (laughs) i got i got several finger guns i think oh man i feel on top of things right now like i feel like i just nailed that with the alienate thing yeah that that was fantastic and no s's so the list didn't come out either oh when i was thinking about this i was wondering what happens if it's flipped around right so let's let's imagine you know what we can even imagine it from being the people we are or we can imagine it from being say scientists or politicians you know whatever you want to position you put yourself in you know just think about how you'd react. But what happens tomorrow if we receive just some random bullshit from another alien life form and somehow we manage to decode it and can work out something about civilizations? What do we actually do with that information? How do we progress? Because yeah. I just don't see what we gain. So so the only thing that I can think of is that you sort of slowly establish a method to, to communicate to them with. Yeah, you slowly start to understand their language and then at the end you're like right guys are you are you, are you looking for anything like are, are you wanting more than what you've got on your planet and if so what maybe maybe we can team up where are we in this relationship is it are going somewhere we, kind of would you like to move in maybe a bit soon we won't move in just yet should we look for a place elsewhere should we should we both move in together elsewhere excellent analogy i did not realize what that was yeah, gonna I, be I that, <laughs> like it started like kind of i don't know serious and then it went jokey and i was like hot damn this is the most on point thing she said all day but yeah there's got to be communication because like say out of the blue life form blog dark came and colonized mars are we going to be too happy about that like really we've got no right to really be annoyed but we would we know? would because the thing is, I reckon, sorry, the, the sorry, thing is, sorry, like, I reckon that our overall goal is going to be selfish. Like, I don't think it's going to be in the interest of both equally. I reckon it will be, can we find out about it? Can we learn about it? Can we make ourselves feel good that we know about this thing? And then can we use that to further our cause as a planet? I struggle to believe, although I would love to see it, I struggle to believe that our soul cause would be to find some other form of life and develop a relationship that meant everything we did was mutually beneficial i just don't think that that's what the goal is no I, i'm 100 on your side there and you can tell in the way that we discuss space exploration and how it's a adventure of human development and we're trying to find new technologies and advance ourselves there's you know there's nothing about that where we're offering something and i'm sure we would offer something if we had communication but we are purely going to better ourselves mm. and then that's not necessarily wrong yeah should we really be going out there like you know bernardos of space you know that's a ridiculous thing to do we need to we need to be looking for ourselves but we it's just having that limit on it and i worry that we wouldn't have that limit and it suddenly get <laughs> aliens invading us <laughs> that's the thing like there's so it, it's natural and i do forget this but it is natural and everyone should essentially prioritize themselves and make sure they're looking after themselves first and then 
go you know go beyond that if they're fine if they're doing well go beyond that to help others or to uh, communicate with others or whatever i'm not sure as a race as a human race we're doing that well at the moment i would say and i do not think personally that us as humans are in that happy state that we are totally happy with ourselves because we've got so much infighting as it is should we not establish the relationship we have with each other before we go delving into other completely different species? Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm completely uncertain. I tried to find some data about budgets for space exploration and stuff. Um, and it's hard to find global stuff, but I did find, I think in America, NASA only actually gets about $40 billion per year, which, although it's a hell of a lot, compared to the military, which gets about $900 billion a year, mm you know it's a massive difference but with all the infighting and america is a good example right now because you know no offense americans but you're not in the best place really are you also as english people we are inherently prejudiced against you we can't help it yeah <laughs> fucking yanks um <laughs> but like it, you know it, it, as i was saying earlier, it's very easy to say well why doesn't america just give their money to you know poor african countries and help them out but obviously it's not that simple that's not how the world works uh-huh but America's got issues itself, which it needs to sort out. There's a lot that's going on in the news. I don't need to get into it. I'm sure yeah. everyone's understand. And again, you know, the military's got so much more than NASA does. It's hard to make the argument that we should cut space funding when there's other parts that have just such a widespread, you know, that has such a wide uh, budget yeah. behind them. It's yeah. not fair to take away from, you know, the, the STEM categories, which do advance us. There's no mm. denying they are what drives humanity forwards. Definitely. But we're not unified, as you were saying. So why are we doing all this crap when we can't work shit out on the one planet we do have? And there's so many theories about, like, I, I think it's called the Fermi Paradox. And the Fermi Paradox is literally called Fermi Paradox because this bloke, something Fermi, once said, if there's so many aliens, why aren't they out there? And this just one sentence has stemmed so many different theories as to why we don't have any like knowledge of them. And, you know, there's one called the zoo hypothesis, which is literally, as it sounds, we are a zoo for aliens to watch, to keep tabs on. And I don't know if it is the zoo hypothesis or a little like related one, but there's one where it's basically keeping eyes on us until we're worthy of being made contact with. Yeah. And with all of the fucking mayhem we've got going on down here, of course they're hiding from us. Of course they don't want to respond to our messages. Because if they get involved in our racist nonsense, how are we going to react to, you know, silicon-based, fourth-dimensional beings yeah. that we can't even comprehend in our sense of life? And I think... So I, I would ignore us. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. What it comes we, we're the worst. As, we are the worst. Like, you see how we treat each other, how we treat everything else we have power over. Like, we're essentially and again it's not necessarily that this is the the way we've evolved is a thing that we need to dominate and we need to control what's going on and and you can sort of see where it comes from but that we haven't learned that each other are just not like we could if we if we work together we would not be our biggest enemy we we could make the planet thrive so much more we could, I, I feel like we could look after the animals the planet each other so much better if we just cooperated and weren't so focused on self-preservation and although self-preservation is like so important and a really good thing you should take in the information that you receive and like we we can see that there are other people who are willing to help. Like mo- most people are, or maybe not most people, but a lot of people are very cooperative. And if we use each other, 
this will benefit everyone but we don't see that and so if you were looking at us as an experiment you'd be like mm, i'm not going near there they clearly don't have a clue what's going on you just learn not what to do wouldn't you that's, that's yeah all you learn from us i'd like i, I think astronauts and space scientists i'm going to call them because i don't have a better term there must be but yeah space people who do mm-hmm. space things they do that because they have a love for it right they're just fascinated like every single civilian in the world is they are so fascinated by it they've actually made a career out of it yeah and they're clever and enough I too. Think that they would and clever enough you know good for them i'm not uh, <laughs> but i think that due to passion they would happily collaborate with other countries and you see the international space station that's a that's good because it's the world space station but like we've got so many countries competing for stuff and i think that does help drive progression there's no doubt about it you know if you've like you look at the space race to go to the moon the russians against you know the americans the constant back and forth to like who's going to get there first definitely motivated them to put more research into it and go ahead but can we just stop having the big dick contest and just combine yeah. efforts and then just actually think about how to go forwards with this because i'm sure that if we just put funding together put the cleverest people in the world together they'd do something good right you would think or at least quicker than they would separately like i uh, definitely it, it's a weird concept isn't it because like the big dick thing is just it's just how it is like people will try harder just to prove they're better but why not try harder like if we were we're turning into a, like a big like rally like i feel like we're like guys if you put your heads together there's <laughs> nothing you can't achieve and this is coming to you from kirsty and from Stephen. and if you don't believe it from us yeah. where are you going to believe it from not the aliens because we're never going to talk to them no, because, because they're we're different. Not united. <laughs> okay. Uh, all, all that. Okay. Yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> right. The rally split. <laughs> so, this is right. So essentially, what we found is that we're both sort of thinking that the human civilization should get its shit together before we start to disrupt other life forms. Is that is that a fair summary? Yeah, that's. I think that's probably as fair. Is it? Yes, yeah. We, we've got so much nonsense going on down here. Let's stop the funding. Let's stop the exploring. Let's focus on a better Earth, a better living conditions for people and all the groups who have just suffer every day. And how about we stop trying to just send shuttles up to you know, planets we're pretty sure are inhabitable anyway? Let's stop sending nonsense messages that no one's going to understand. Do you know what? This is a Let's, really good you know, point. Let's let's put all the bloody billions of dollars and pounds and whatever currency you like that are being invested into space exploration. There are people on this planet that don't have enough food. What? Why is that not a bigger I think, priority? I think it's something like ten percent of the world is under the global poverty line. Now, poverty lines differ from stat to stat. So it's a very arbitrary number, but it's it's a it's a ridiculous number. So, so it was an extension of what we were saying before, but before it was sort of just like moral, ethical, whatever. There are literally people, so many people dying because we don't manage things well enough on Earth. And like, just from a purely economical perspective, like think of how much money is going into space exploration when we have so many people right now who can't even give a shit about space exploration because they're too busy worrying about where the next meal's going to come from or but they're too busy worrying because their kid's got a yeah. disease and there's no one who knows how to treat it anywhere nearby you, yeah you, you've hit it on it like we find these aliens and we say hello and they're like wow you've discovered us what fantastic technology you're doing to get here and it's on the back of a million dead children because they starved to death because we didn't have any resources they didn't have any food there and that's happened 
not necessarily just because we want to go to space, because I'm not saying there's a massive fucking, like, I don't know, Rwandan space exploration unit, right? But there's enough global finances to prevent the atrocities that are happening. And yeah. we're focused on seeing what's 100 million that's, that's such a good point and and i think what you highlighted there like that i'd not thought about it's just for our own validation or no it's not just i'm sure there are there are other motives we discussed before there are other motives but i bet a big bit of it would be like guys we've done it we've managed it <laughs> yeah. and if the aliens were able to communicate to us and be like well done we've been trying this for years but you guys you guys are the bomb you you're so much smarter than us and i bet that's what motivates a lot of it is ego you've seen ego like, of the, the rich person nasa lands a rocket or something and it's awesome and i'd celebrate the shit out of it too but you know, that validation must bring so much it must be worth so much actually finding an alien would make it would cement someone in history books wouldn't it, it would cement a group of people that's why there's such a big race for it because they want the pride I have, over the course of this podcast, developed such a strong opinion on this topic. I mean, I should probably look into it more outside what me and you have to say about it, because I think we, we agree on quite a lot of things, so I should probably get a less biased opinion. It's, it's good to chat about. I've developed well, there are, there are, no, I, I, I can give you the other, uh, slightly other sides of it. Like, space exploration and alien contact, the technologies developed for them, isn't, it doesn't just stay in space. You know, we do get some from it. NASA has fantastic research on climate change, because they have such... A knowledge of you know the atmosphere and everything like that so they're really helpful for mm. developing stuff for that and there's, i'm sure there's other examples too and say we find different resources on planets that can really benefit us there, there are sides of it where space exploration is necessary for development and again to compare like nasa's budget to the militaries it's hard to say cut this and not yeah. this there yeah. are greater issues but there is so much where we're so we just have this desire of the unknown that we are just ignorant to all of our fucking shit. Yeah, that is as good a summary as I think we're going to get. And I think we say, that was so interesting. I honestly, I love talking about that. I've never thought about that before. That's so cool. I hope you've all had a good time. I hope you've not thought about, well, no. I hope if you hadn't thought about it before, that you enjoyed hearing what me and some other bloke had to say about it. And <laughs> and go away and develop your own opinions, because that's how the world should work. <laughs> Don't take what we said for granted. Yeah. Look into it if you're interested. And if you're an alien, do get in touch because that will change your things. <laughs> and it'll, it'll really make the podcast do very well. Like, I think I, I really think that would, <laughs> despite what we just said, like, I need the money and would really appreciate. Like... <laughs> and we probably we probably ruined that NASA sponsorship, didn't we? Mm. Oh, dear. But incredible. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Ben, for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation. But thank you so much for coming cool. on. And let's everyone give a big hand for Stephen. Woo! Oh dear, the speaker's Steven, just Steven, fallen Steven, over. Steven. Honestly. Who's chanting? No, what? Thank you. That's strange. Thank you very much. Right, everyone, have a cracking week and we'll see you soon for another. Goodbye. Very levels of passion With all this fun beyond